Hello, and welcome to the Emotional Self Mastery Podcast, the best podcast on regaining personal power, self-confidence, and peace. I'm your host, Cheryl C. Jones, a transformational life coach, professional speaker, and the author of the book, Emotional Self Mastery. And I'm Kathy Holsher, the producer of this podcast and Cheryl's sidekick. Each week, we explore topics that will help you eliminate negative self-talk, worry, anxiety, and fear, so you can live your best life. A bit of warning, though. This podcast may contain true stories of personal challenges and how they were solved. The information you hear may inspire you to take action in your own life. If you are ready to increase success and happiness and live your best life, listen on. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Cheryl. What are we talking about today? Today we are exploring why you don't have more money. What? Excuse me? Why are we discussing my finances? I don't mean you specifically. I'm speaking to the women who are and have been chronic under earners in their careers and businesses. That would be me. (laughs) Actually, this sounds like a subject many women would be interested in. And I'm guessing men too, but I think it's probably primarily a women's issue. Am I right? Yes, you're right. And it does happen to men as well. So I do encourage them to continue to listen. Okay. So why does this happen to us? There are many contributing factors to why we don't earn more and keep more of our money. But the primary one lies at our core in the stories we've been told, and those stories we tell ourselves. Let me ask our listeners, as a business owner, have you ever decided to discount your fees or prices so that you could get the sale? As an employee, have you ever just taken the salary they offered and never thought to negotiate for more? As an artist, actor, healer, or nonprofit, have you come to believe what you've heard others say, that there's just no money in the field? If any of these describes you like they have me in the past, then we've both missed opportunities, opportunities to receive what we deserve for our products and services and talents. Unfortunately, this happens so frequently to so many of us that we come to believe that this is the way life is, like there's no other way, which leads me to mindset. Mindset is the key because what you believe to be true is what comes to fruition. If you believe that it's not possible to negotiate a higher salary or better benefits, then you won't get them. And if you drop your price before you present it, you're conveying that your product or service is not worth what you originally were charging for it. Not only are you telling your potential customer this, you're giving yourself the same message. The message being, my products and services are overpriced. I'm not worth a higher rate. That's not a very inspiring or supportive message to give yourself. Mm -mm, No, not at all. So what you're saying sounds like we're being programmed or somewhat controlled by our mindset, almost like there's a a computer program running in the background of our minds that's telling us we aren't good enough to receive what we're entitled to, even though we're trained and certified and educated. Exactly. Exactly. 
The beliefs that we hold or the combination of beliefs we have around a subject is called a mindset. And our mindset not only influences our decisions, it influences our behavior. Our mindset's created from all the information we've learned and is strongly influenced by the stories we've heard and those we've told ourselves. That makes perfect sense. I mean, we've talked about that before, how we let ourselves be influenced by what we've grown up believing, by what others say, by what we say to ourselves. But how does it happen? And why don't we recognize it sooner? Think of it this way. Stories are the most memorable method of retaining information. That's why indigenous societies had oral history tradition. They recorded their people's history through stories. Stories not only tell the tale, but they also put experiences into context to explain how and why things happened the way they did. As the stories were told, the listener imagines, imagines them and draws their own conclusions and understanding. Even our children's nursery stories have messages in them. Think of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. The messages, the messages in that story are don't break into other people's homes, don't break their furniture, don't steal their food, and certainly don't get caught sleeping in their beds. <laughs> you know, we really don't know what happened to Goldie once she was found by those bears. I mean, they could have eaten her. She could have been arrested. Who knows for sure? <laughs> yes, you're right. We don't know the final outcome of Goldie. <laughs> the thing is, depending on who you identified with, the bears or Goldie, you probably got a different message from the story. I identified with the bears, so I saw Goldie as a burglar because she broke into the house that didn't belong to her. That's funny. I identify with Goldie because she was lost in the forest. She was tired and hungry. She was just looking for help. <laughs> so she should just walk right into somebody's house and eat and sleep and be merry. I'm pretty <laughs> sure the story's purpose was to teach us moral reasoning, what is right and wrong morally, and how selfish actions impact others. This story and many others like it are what help build our morality mindset. Then there are other stories that influence our mindsets and perspective on the world. For example, throughout my young life, I was told that I was of Cherokee heritage. My grandmother, my aunts, and my father taught us that we were all Cherokee. My father told my brothers and I the story of the Trail of Tears, the history of the rise and fall of the Cherokee Nation, and how the U.S. government forced the tribe to move 1,000 miles west to be resettled. During their trek, 4,000 Cherokees died, and the tribe struggled to hold on to its cultural ways and beliefs. Hearing the story of the injustice of forcibly removing the Indian tribes from their homes had a significant impact on me. I saw myself as one of them. I sensed the injustice, the brutality, the discrimination. However, in grade school, other children teased me about being native Indian. They said ugly things to me and about my heritage. It made me think that native Indians were less than, that I was less than, that there was no pride in being associated with the nation. So I hid it. I didn't talk about it again until I was in my 30s and able to understand that this was just a mindset. And the great news is I can change that. And I did. 
I changed my mindset completely and embraced my association with pride. So culture also influences our beliefs about ourselves. It sort of informs us, informs us of what is possible and not possible based on our family history. Exactly. You know what dawned on me as I was putting the notes together for this podcast? It got me thinking about the difference between poor and broke. There's a big difference between being poor and being broke. Although both words are an indication of lack of money, being poor is a state of mind. What? Come on, what? Yes. Being poor is a state of mind. Being broke is a temporary situation of your bank account that can change at any time. The problem arises when people believe that they're poor. You see, poor is without means to get money. Someone who is broke has limited cash flow to do what they're interested in doing, like go to a movie or dinner out or to travel. Someone who is poor may have bought into the mindset that they can't earn money. They may have a meager cash flow or only enough money for necessities and nothing extra. So someone who sees themselves as poor may have chosen to believe that that's the only way to be. So what I hear you suggesting is that if they no longer want to be poor, they can change their circumstances by changing their mindset. Look, I know there's always extenuating circumstances for sure, but yes, I believe with proper insight and guidance, they can and will change their circumstances when they change their mindset. Okay. So how does this relate to money and our ability to earn more and not be broke or poor, not be an under earner? <laughs> this all ties back to stories. Imagine growing up in a family with very little money. And the stress of many mouths to feed causes your parents to argue openly over finances. Your experience and interpretation of your parents arguing could leave you with an impression that money causes chaos, anger, resentment, and arguments. Well, while I can see that could be true, wouldn't it be more of a motivator to want to earn more so you could avoid the chaos, anger, resentment, and arguments? That's possible. However, not likely. Let me explain. You see, the messages you received as a child filters into your subconscious mind without reinterpretation. It just takes what, is, what it's given. And because the subconscious mind does not know the difference between fact and fiction, it's unable to make the connection between very little money and the parent's unhappiness. It only sees money equals unhappiness. That's why it's important to identify these types of messages and clear them so that they are no longer running like a computer application in the background. How about another illustration? I'm all ears. <laughs> Think about your cell phone. You probably have a bunch of apps like I do. When you have a lot of them open and running in the background, it drains your battery. To avoid this, many people turn off the notification and close the apps when they're not using them. We have to do the same thing with our limiting messages and stories, the ones that are running in the background of our brains. If we don't, they'll consume our creative energy and motivation. When we leave them running, they act like subtle programming, guiding our current decision-making, our behavior, and our future. Wow, actually, that's pretty powerful. I get it. 
But so how do we start like clearing this thing? Where do we begin on this journey to changing our mindset? Well, first we have to recognize you and I and everyone else has to recognize that we have the power to choose how we want to feel and be. You also get to decide which of those apps you're going to allow to run in the background along with the ones that you no longer want or need. As soon as you decide to take ownership of your unsupportive stories, you will then have the power to change them. Let's get you started, Kathy. Okay. Here are the four steps to rewriting your story. Step one, recognize the negative messages you tell yourself. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge where or who they came from. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. That's number two. Number three, have compassion for the person who conveyed the negative or limiting message to you. They did not know what they were doing. And step four, use this simple phrase, cancel, cancel. That's not the truth. The truth is, and then you fill in the blank with a positive statement to replace the negative one. Would you like to see an example? I'd love to. I guess it would be here an example. Yes. You still love to? Okay. I still love to. And it's your turn to tell a story anyway. Great. All right. My well-meaning mother once said to me in a clothing dressing room, Cheryl, you will always have trouble finding pants that fit because your hips are too large. Lord. (laughs) God bless her. The negative message I took away from that situation was because I didn't fit in the standard off the shelf jeans like I should. That was the air quotes, right? Mm -hmm. That there was something wrong with my body. So to cancel that and rewrite that story, I would say cancel, cancel. That's not the truth. The truth is standard size pants don't fit everyone and my body is perfect the way it is. And that's the truth. So Mm -hmm. do you want to give it a try? Do you have a, a okay. Do you have a limiting belief about money we could talk about? Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. (laughs) Let me think. So I have chronically undercharged for my services and the, line I keep telling myself is I only have an associate's degree. No one's going to take me seriously because Mm. I don't have enough education. Okay. Obviously you're going to have compassion for yourself for saying that to yourself. Unless did someone say that to you somewhere along the line? Oh yes. I'm sure somewhere along the, well, as a matter of fact, now that you say that light bulb moment, light bulb moment, I remember it was, a journalism teacher, professor at the community college. So told me that mm, if I didn't continue and get a bachelor's, I wasn't going to make it. I see. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, that journalism teacher did not know what he or she was doing in terms of making that kind of comment. There was probably another way that they could have encouraged you to carry on with your education without saying it that way. So we're going to have compassion for that person. (laughs) Because she was not knowing what she was doing. Okay. I'll give her that grace. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So now we use the phrase cancel, cancel. That's not the truth. And Mm -hmm. so you, you say that and fill in the blank. Cancel, cancel. That's not the truth. The truth is I have a natural ability to convey messages in writing and to improve my skills through continued education and practice. 
And that's exactly what you've done. And that and is the truth. Exactly what I've done. Yeah. And that's the truth. So what you need to do from here on out is, you know, you might want to type that up and put it on your bulletin board or mirror or whatever and repeat it to yourself throughout the week and allow it to sink in. It won't take long. It will actually, it'll actually work very quickly. So you don't need to, to worry about it. You're set and ready to go with yours. So listeners, isn't it about time you update your internal program to the software version that is supportive and encouraging? I think you should, because you deserve to live your best life now, not someday in the future. Until next time, take care and be kind to yourself. And we love you for listening. Thank you for tuning into Emotional Self Mastery. We'll be back next week with a new topic to help you reclaim your personal power, self-confidence, and inner peace. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and comment on this episode. While you're at it, please share it with a friend. We invite you to join our new Facebook group, Emotional Self Mastery Podcast. This group is for listeners of this podcast and is a forum to ask questions, exchange ideas, share appropriate content, and create a community for those who are seeking to regain their personal power, self-confidence, and inner peace. You can search for the group through our Facebook page, Simply the Best Results, or through groups on Facebook. The direct link can be found in our show notes. To receive a full recap of this week's content with resources and helpful hints, sign up on the first page of my website, simplythebestresults.com. If you know that you'd like to receive some special attention to help you remove the trapped emotions that have you stuck, simply schedule a laser clearing session with me using the link in the show notes or through the Facebook group, Emotional Self Mastery Podcast. You'll find it in the About section. Listeners of this podcast receive a special discounted rate of $50 for 30 minutes of clearing. To connect with me on LinkedIn, search for Cheryl C. Jones. Cheryl is spelled with C-H and be sure to use my middle initial C. And on Facebook, you can find me at Simply the Best Results. You're always welcome to email me directly at Cheryl at SimplyTheBestResults.com. And be sure to visit my website, www.simplythebestresults.com, for more information and inspiration. This has been an Emotional Self-Mastery production, created and hosted by Cheryl C. Jones, edited by the amazing Brandy Hockaday, and produced and co-hosted by Kathy Holscher. New episodes are available each Thursday on Apple, Stitcher, Google, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and most other podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.